Come on, I just want to encourage you today. Let's be the kind of believers that has uh, the kind of faith that chooses to fix their eyes on Jesus. You know, and I just believe as we do that, uh, we'll find that our storms, you know, they're, they're not as nearly as powerful as the one who is in the boat with us. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday Sermon. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Hey, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Jennifer and I just want to start off by simply saying thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, You know, listen, in light of this really unique situation that we all currently find ourselves in, uh, I just want to share a passage of Scripture with you uh, that I hope will be a source of encouragement for you and your family, uh, not just for today, but really for the days ahead. This familiar passage is found in Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 23 through 27, and uh, this is from the Passion Translation, so it might be a little different than what you're used to. But, but it says this, says, They, speaking of Jesus and His disciples, says they all got into a boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And it says, And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly a violent storm developed with waves so high that the boat was about to be swamped. It says, Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. It says in verse 25, Then the disciples woke up, saying, Save us, Lord, we're going to die. If I can maybe pause there for a minute. In Mark's account in chapter 4, he says that the disciples actually came and they, they woke Jesus up, saying, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we're going to die? Now let's pick back up in the book of Matthew, verse 26. It says, But Jesus reprimanded them by saying, Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? It says, Then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said, Be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. It says, The disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey his word. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I believe this passage is more than applicable to the current situation that we're in. Uh, you know, if we can just think about it for a moment. In fact, let's, let's backtrack a few verses, kind of frame this up. The, the Bible actually tells us in verse 16, it says, it says, That evening the people brought to Jesus many who were demonized. And by Jesus only speaking a word of healing over them, they were totally set free from their torment. And it says, and everyone who was sick received their healing. Fast forward two verses to verse 18. It says, at the sight of large crowds gathering around him. In other words, after all these miracles took place, uh, this massive crowd started coming to Jesus. And it says that Jesus gave orders to his disciples to get ready to sail back over to the other side of the lake. Here's the point I want to make. In in the context of what we just read there in verse 16 and verse 18, uh, the disciples were having a great day. In in fact, to to just put it this way, in the words of the great prophet Nacho Libre, uh, they were just simply saying this, life was good. Um, But, you you know, think about it this way. They've not only been hanging out with Jesus, uh, but they also just watched him perform some incredible miracles. Now, 
I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about this, but here's what you know kind of comes to my mind when I'm reading this passage of scripture. I, I picture the disciples in Jesus. You know, they're kind of walking to the boat and and they're giving each other high fives, as far as the disciples are, and they're laughing. And you know, these guys don't have a care in the world. Uh, you know, after all, think about it, they're, they're hanging with Jesus, God in the flesh, right? And, uh, you know, once they get in the boat, Jesus falls asleep. And, you know, from I just see them kind of there's Jesus sleeping in the stern and then they're all sitting there and they start giving, you know, one by one their own uh, personal account of what they saw that day. It's like you see uh, James begin to say, man, did you see when he did that? And John goes, no, no, no. But did you see it when he did that? Uh, my point is this, is that they were uh, completely caught up enjoying the moment but the Bible goes on to say that everything changed. Now, grab a hold of this. It doesn't say that things gradually changed or they changed over a long period of time. Uh, but the Bible actually says that suddenly everything changed. So, so think about this, that literally that out of nowhere, without warning, an unexpected, life-threatening, violent storm came upon them. They were completely caught off guard. They didn't, you know, have time to mentally and emotionally or even physically prepare for this storm in life. Uh, in, in short, they were, grab a hold of this, they were unprepared for the unexpected. So, you know, how did they respond to that unexpected storm? We, we've all had them, but how did they respond to the unexpected storm in their life? Uh, I think all their high fives, all their laughing, all their, uh, you know, carefree attitude quickly, you know, was replaced by this, uh, you know, pure white knuckle panic as they, uh, you know, were, were all of a sudden consumed with one thought. We can even say one care. And it was this, we are going to die. In other words, I, in my head, I just see it this way. All of a sudden, they had a head-on collision with fear, and they lost. You know, think about this way. They were no longer in their happy spot. They were no longer enjoying the journey. They were, uh, you know, no longer in their comfort zone. They were no longer in control. You know, if you've watched the news or if you have been, you know, paying attention to what's being said on social media, or even if you've been to the, the, the aisle where they sell toilet paper at Walmart, then, you know, all of this probably sounds pretty familiar to you right now. Uh, you know, so many people, even believers, even, even good-hearted Christians, you, you know, they're afraid right now. It's like they're responding to this virus, this, this storm in life out of fear. So listen, I'm not making that statement, you know, from a judgmental position. It's just simply an observation. Uh, you know, I think most of us, you know, when we're honest with ourselves, that, that we're, we're tempted to allow fear, you know, to take over our thoughts and, and uh, you know, take over our emotions in times of uncertainty. And we're definitely in a time of uncertainty. But, but I want to encourage all of us today that, uh, you know, before we allow fear to overwhelm us, let, let's remember what Jesus was actually doing in the boat in the midst of that storm. Let's look back at Matthew chapter 8, verses 24 and 25. It says this, it says, Suddenly a violent storm developed. With waves so high the boat was about to be swamped. Watch this, the next six words here. It says, Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. Grab a hold of that. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. Then it says in verse 25, it says, The disciples woke him up, right, freaking out, saying, Save us, Lord, we're going to die. Remember what we said earlier about in the book of Mark, when they said, Don't you care 
that we are going to die. I want you to notice something. Isn't it funny how uh, when we are experiencing an unexpected storm in our lives, we can make the same mistake that the disciples did here by misinterpreting Jesus sleeping as a lack of care for our well-being? That's true, isn't it? You, you know, think about, uh, you know, just in response to that, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 actually tells us the opposite is true because it says this. It says, to cast all your care. That actually means cast all your anxiety, cast all the things that are causing your mind to be divided, uh, cast all your worries, cast all your doubts upon Him. Now, why should we do that? Notice the next few words. It says, for He cares for you. You know, if you can make that personal for a minute, you know, so, so many times I've prayed this verse and I've just thank God that He cares for me. So, so if Jesus wasn't, uh, you know, demonstrating a lack of care for his disciples, a lack of care for their well-being by sleeping, what, what was he actually doing? You know, I personally believe that he was demonstrating or giving an example of what, uh, what it looks like to have peace in the midst of a storm. So if you can kind of look at it this way, when Jesus stood up and he said, peace be still to the storm, I believe all he was doing was releasing what was already inside of him. Remember, he is the Prince of Peace, right? So listen, with that thought in mind, I simply want to encourage all of us to remember what Jesus has made available to us. Uh, once again, going back to what we talked about the last seven weeks, what he made available to us through the covenant. Look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 with me, please. It says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith filled requests before God. Notice that faith filled, not worried filled, not fearful filled, but your faith filled requests before God with an overflowing gratitude. It says, Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. You know, you're probably more familiar with uh, another translation than the one we just read. But, but I like the way most translations in that verse, it says this. It says that, that, the God, uh, that God's peace will guard your heart and guard your mind with His perfect peace. That's an incredible promise. Now, listen, if, if this is true, then we need to ask ourselves, where does our peace come from? in the middle of a storm or in the middle of good times, bad times, it doesn't matter, but, but where does our peace come from? Let's take another look here at Matthew 8, verse 26. It says, but Jesus reprimanded, or it means he, he actually rebuked them by saying, why are you gripped with fear? And then he asked this incredible question, really straight to the point. He said, where is your Faith. In other words, where is your faith located at? Now, obviously, Jesus, you know, by asking that simple rhetorical question, was trying to tell those guys, look, the proper response in a storm is to have faith in me. But, but so often when we find ourselves in a situation like we're in now, it's easy to put our faith in, in our bank account. It's easy to put our faith in, you know, a paycheck, to put it in our boss, to put it in our business, put it in the government, to put it in all these other things, in our family, all these locations. But at the end of the day, the, the answer is, is guess what? We need to put our faith in Him because He's the only one that's trustworthy, right? 
So listen, I, I realize that a lot of us may hear that and just think, man, that's, that's church jargon, man, that's churchy, that's cheesy, whatever. But, but listen, I truly believe that faith is the foundation of our peace. You know, in other words, you know, when we stop long enough, right, and, and we begin to actually remind ourselves that we should put our unwavering trust you, you know, in the fact that God is who He says He is and that He will do what He said He'll do, I believe His perfect peace will fill our hearts every single time. So let's do this really quick. I, I just simply want us to shift gears, and uh, I want to do so by asking us a, another question that I believe is pretty important. But, but when we find ourselves, you know, in an unexpected storm like you and I are currently in, even not just our nation, but the, really the entire world is in, how can we be sure that we are responding in faith instead of fear? Because once again, those are the two things that are really warring against one another. Um, you know, to answer that, I want to give you three quick uh, biblical truths that we see here in Matthew chapter 8. So the, the first truth that we need to remember is this, is number one, that God has power over every storm. That God has power over every storm. You know, guys, I just want to encourage you to remember this, that if the wind and the waves, you know, don't concern him, then maybe they shouldn't concern us either, right? Maybe they shouldn't frighten us. If he's not scared, then they shouldn't scare us. In fact, I'll just say it this way. For the past few days, it's like I just keep thinking about how everything that's happening right now, it really hasn't caught God off guard, you know, he's not sitting in heaven. He's not freaking out. He's not wringing his hands. He's not, you know, finding himself laying on, on a couch, if you will, you know, looking for counsel from the, you know, Archangel Michael and Gabriel, you know, trying to go, well, you know, what are we going to do about all this? He, he isn't caught off guard, guys. So listen, the second truth we need to remember is by number two, by fixing our eyes on Jesus, it will lead to peace. So rather than us focusing on, you know, the size of the storm that's hanging over us at the moment, you know, let, let's turn our undivided attention to the one who actually has the ability to calm the storm. You know, because only really by focusing on God, you know, who knows every outcome, can we truly navigate every situation with wisdom and His peace. So listen to what Jesus actually told us in John 16, 33. This is an incredible promise in my opinion. He says this, he says, everything I've taught you, you know, stop for a second, think about that. Everything that I have taught you, everything that, you know, how many ever years you've been walking with the Lord, all the revelation that he's given you, everything that he's taught you from reading the Bible. He simply says this, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you. So go all the way back to what we read there in Matthew. Here's Jesus sleeping, you know, at the front of the boat. All that peace which is in him, it says, will be in you. And then he goes on to say, and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. It says, for in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. Get that? He promised you. You will experience trouble and sorrow in this life. But he goes on to say, but you must be courageous. That, that word courageous in the Greek language actually means, but you must cheer up. <laughs> well, wh why must you cheer up? It says, for I have conquered the world. So here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, I've already taken away the power of this world, the power of the enemy, uh, you know, all that it has to, to be able to defeat you, and I've already conquered it. So he's saying basically this, come and rest in my peace, because in my peace, that's where victory is found. 
The third truth that we need to remember is this. Number three, that Jesus is always, circle that word, always in our boat. Jesus is always in our boat. So rather than us falling prey, you know, to all of our feelings of fear concerning the things that we can't control, let's remember that Jesus knows our future and he's always by our side. And, and he just simply says this, because he's by our side, guess what? He expects us to live by faith and not by sight. In other words, that we don't get caught up in all the things in the natural, because once again, we have a, an anchor for our soul that we remember who Jesus is for us and that he is with us. In fact, uh, let me read a, a promise to you out of the Bible. The writer of Hebrews actually tells us this, and a lot of times we, we quote it quickly, but I actually want to read it from the Amplified Bible because it gives us a little bit more in depth than what we normally just say. But So it says this in Hebrews 13.5, Amplified Bible. It says, For he has said, I will never under any circumstance, get that, under any circumstance, desert you. He says, Nor give you up, nor leave you without support. He says, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. What an incredible promise that is, you, you know, because so many of us are sitting back right now. We're thinking, you know, what's going to happen with our family? What's going to happen with our business? What's going to happen with our finances and all these things? And, and I think we need to just stop for a moment. I, I know it's not easy all the time. But to stop for a moment and realize, guess what? That he's not going to leave us in this. He's not going to forsake us in this. So let me wrap this up by, uh, you know, one last statement. You know, whenever we find ourselves overwhelmed by life, right, we always have two choices to make. We can either uh, focus on our circumstances or we can fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, a verse that I really like out of Hebrews chapter 12, it simply says this, that we need to look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, now the word says that we need to look to, what that actually means in the Greek language, it's an incredible definition. It actually means that we need to look away from all the things that could distract us so that we can see Jesus. So at this moment, if we can look if we can look past all the distractions, all the things that are trying to grab our thoughts and our emotions and all that, just fix our gaze on Jesus. Uh, you know, I just believe if we can do that in faith, then guess what? Then, then we could realize once again that as we do that, that the God who is more powerful than any storm we'll ever face is still in the boat with us. I think that's great news today. I hope that encourages you because it certainly encourages me. Uh, let me give you one last verse and we're going to pray. Romans 15, 13 simply says this. This is the Apostle Paul talking to you and me. He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him, because you trust that He's in the boat with you, that you trust that He is who He says He is. And then it says that as we trust in Him, it says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine what happens if, if we could be, you know, uh, the, the kind of believers that actually believe the word 
and that we actually go, you know, Lord, I'm going to put my trust in you, that he says that he is going to overflow in our hearts with his hope. And what happens when, when something begins to overflow, it begins to spill out. And, you know, I just think, man, I'm walking around listening to people in our community. There's some people that need our hope to overflow onto them. And so, you know, by faith, you know, just don't get caught in fear and just believe that right now God wants to use you. If you could, you know, just seize the opportunity to be, uh, be hope to people, be the light, be the gospel, be Jesus to people and know that, guess what, that uh, there is hope in Him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person that's watching uh, this morning. God, if they're watching this, uh, you, you know, at 10 o'clock or maybe at some other time, Lord, you know, that doesn't really matter. But Lord, we just ask today, God, in the name of Jesus, that, that we would remember who you are. God, that all the distractions, that all the fear, that all the stuff that uh, could easily grip our hearts at this moment, Lord, we just say no to those things. And Lord, we say yes to you. So Father, thank you today for filling our hearts as we remember who's in the boat with us. Thank you for filling our hearts today, God, with hope and with joy and with peace. And Lord, we just thank you, God, that you are a God that's in control. God, you're not caught off guard, but Lord, our lives are in your hands. And God, you're going to take care of us because you love us and because you care for us. Lord, we bless you and we thank you for who you are. Lord, I bless your people today. Lord, we thank you that we don't believe the lies of the enemy, but Lord, we choose to believe your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us today. We love you. And uh, once again, we hope to see you soon. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.